And we're back live again, and we're with a special guest today. You're Matt not Bevanor. Brian Appleby. Who are no. you? No. Uh, my name is Matt Bevanor, a good friend of one yeah. Jeff Quake and Michael Whitmer. Happy mm-hmm. to be on the podcast, fellas. Yes. Good to have you, buddy. Thank you. I was just yeah, that place Brian looks very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jeff, I'm enjoying your nice basement due to the technical yes. difficulties we experienced. Yeah, yeah we had a bit podcast. of a technical difficulty. That was just the worst. Unfortunately, not the first time this happened. Jeff and did this power in the middle of a podcast. That was not <laughs> fun. Uh, yeah, there, there was just like a giant. Like, was, I don't even know if it was like a storm or anything like that. We were just it was podcasting. Just kind of, it must have been windy or something. I, was, I think it was. He was power all the time. <laughs> I really do. Literally, last night, I was playing uh, some Spider-Man on PS4. The lights flickered during this huge storm we had. Lost power. Mm. So, and then it went back on. So, anyway. So, Happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, live but, and you uh, learn. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Exactly. So, one thing. So, we got a couple things to talk about today, boys. One thing. We, the three of us, actually, we went on a recent trip to Rossi's out in Lineville for a good mini golf matchup. And yeah. uh, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll go over our, our time there, mm-hmm. Matt. <laughs> hey, listen, Jeff. I mean, you're being very humble and modest as yeah. you talk as you originally want to talk about the point mm-hmm. where you. I feel like you really want to talk about this for some reason. It sounds like you might have a little bit of a bias there. Yeah, I'm not that biased. I no. mean, only he just really, really that... likes mini golf. Jeff, did you keep no. the scorecard from that match? I did. It's in my car still. Yeah, that two-stroke win for one Jeff Quake and an impressive yes. victory. Yes. Yeah, it was 51, 53, 63, poor Whitmer. Mm-hmm. But um, so we'll talk about that at some point. So I won, then, right? Oh, yeah. High score. High you want to get the high score. So Jeff, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the goal, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how I've than, always played. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, there has been some talks recently with Disney apparently reamping the new star wars movies so we'll definitely break that down as in star wars episode seven eight and nine mm-hmm. so we'll definitely talk about each movie for a little bit our opinions yeah. on each film so we have and a little bit not, of a topic coming up a little we do you kind of thing just kind of yeah talk. so it's going to be our unofficial official mm-hmm. critiques and obviously elephant in the room brian is not here mm-hmm. yes he is busy today so unfortunately well, he, he's busy. a trained ninja yeah. as I, we like to joke so uh, he's probably mm-hmm. hiding somewhere to uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. we can't get we can't give you his location so he might be hiding in <laughs> jeff's room we have no idea yes just waiting to scare him yeah <laughs> just waiting to get knocked out of nowhere <laughs> yeah all right, all right but boys. i think we can um, just start right off with that uh mini golf game hmm. so actually this actually happened on the fourth of july it did all days yeah. um because yeah. we just decided uh earlier in the week or whatever to just kind of do a mini rossi golf kind of game and even a couple of podcasts before, we were talking about the four of us going to do that. Um, and it just somehow happened that we were all hanging out and just decided yeah. to do that. Yeah. I met you guys after work, and we just got right into it. Yeah, and it was fun. One, one of the biggest rules we established right away, because one, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us have played mini golf in quite some time. The last time I do was, ironically, at the beach. But even before that, it's been months, if not almost a year, since I've last played been, mini golf. It's been years for me. Oh, yeah. If I went to yeah, yeah exactly. Say, so one will we... Jeff, uh, mm. that the last time I even went to Rossi's was just to go to the driving range, not even to <laughs> mini golf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one of the rules we came up with uh, right away was uh, we each got one mulligan throughout the mm-hmm. 18 uh, golf course, uh, 18 hole golf course. And uh, basically, again, just to quickly explain, um, it, we didn't like how our uh, the round was going at that whatever number hole it was. We would just redo the hole. Unfortunately for all three of us, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, our mulligans didn't do us. Uh, I had a little didn't give us any mine. much better luck. Yeah, and the thing with the mulligan is that the the incentive you're incentivized to want to keep it because if yeah, you do not that's use what I your tried mulligan, to do with mine. if you don't use your mulligan, you get a stroke taken off your final score, which is mm-hmm. a cool yes. thing that you want to play for. Yeah. But you know, when you're buried on a hole, you know you would rather try to redo mm-hmm. it and get yourself a couple strokes yeah. back in your favor rather than wait too long mm-hmm. yeah that, so. that did not turn out well for me i, I remember from my mulligan it was and the the hole was a very tough one where mm-hmm. uh you had a i'm trying to explain the best way you can it, you could either go to the left or the right because in the middle wasn't it like a, a wooden post if not like, like three, three wooden, wooden posts. posts yeah mm-hmm. and the right it's a, a little bit more clear of a path but the mm-hmm. dangerous part was 
you leap too far to the right, you would go into a little river there, little yeah. stream. And there's like a little curve to it too. So if you don't yes. hit it hard enough, that there's a chance it could go into that. Yeah, there's like that right. little hill and everything up top. Um, so I was on my fourth stroke going for my fifth stroke when I decided, all right, I'm going to mulligan. Ironically, I still got a five, so mm -hmm. my luck ran out. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what was your mulligan? So I used my mulligan pretty early, and it was disheartening That's because right. you, you want to save it as long as you can. I was, on a, I was on a third hole, and this was a hole that at the very back end of this particular setup was a, I guess you would call, you know, an obstruction. If you hit the ball too far on this particular hole, it could go into a body of water, and ultimately you would lose another stroke if you were to go into that body of water. Um, with that in mind, I took a more conservative approach. I had to go up the hill on this hole, and each time I got my ball up, it would slowly roll back down rather than oh, go a little bit further into the water. That, that one. I remember this one now, yeah. So unfortunately, I was about to five-stroke this one. I'm like, you know what, forget it. I'll take a mulligan. And mm -hmm. the same issue essentially happened where I could just not get my small putter in there, and it was just a dangerous hole for me. Well, yeah. well the problem that happened with you is the second – so after you used your mulligan, your first shot, it was a gorgeous shot. It got up the hill, and it stayed. Right. But then after that, it was literally, no pun intended, all downhill from there. For real. Yeah, I, I, I really struggled on Saturday with just the short putts. Yeah. The, the between three to seven foot putts away from the hole, I just – I could not bury. Yeah. And yeah, if I can give tough. myself any credit, you two did have professional putters, and I was using the rubber ones that they provided the freaking store. Yeah. With all due respect to yeah. Ross's and the That's fine fair. have there. Mm -hmm. That's fair. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Mm. I guess you got to bring See, it I wasn't sure, next time. Because my thinking of it was, I'm not sure how their whole coronavirus kind of stuff was going That's on, smart. if you had to yeah. bring your own putter or not. So it's just bring a mine smart. just in case. I was just bringing mine no matter what. Yeah, there yeah. was that. And I didn't want to have, have, have him show up, everyone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whitmer, take him on for the team. Yeah. Anyway, speaking about Whitmer, uh, Whitmer, what was your uh, mulligan? Mine was on like the one with like the rock formation. That's kind of like a cave kind of thing that you have to either hit it through. There was still like that wooden plank. So if you hit it straight, you just kind of hit that straight on. Right. And mine, I just kind of struggled just trying to get into the hole. So I just said, I'm just mm -hmm. going to do a mulligan. And I think mine, outside of like your guys, mine actually helps because I think on mine, I got like a five or maybe even six. And then on the other one, I got like three i think maybe four yeah i think you're right you know i think really we, so you were really the only one that benefited from the mulligan yeah, a little bit so mm -hmm. i stand corrected from my first mm -hmm. statement then um never mind but uh no it, i thought you know, honestly i thought it was going to do worse because i hadn't played many golf in a while i thought it was going to do worse than it actually did i mean hey uh, we, like we on that whole like that whole three where matt uh mulligan i was like oh, yeah great. this is where i'm gonna have to use mine because i'm gonna get into that water every time mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I was worried about that one because there's no the the one that was really a pain is it's towards the end of the course is like the you have to hit it like basically just tap the ball just light enough yeah. where it goes down it goes down their tail yeah you know what I'm talking about and then there's that it's big uh big flat one but below that is like another ramp going down yeah. yeah I'm just glad that there's no water hazard on that hole because that would be the true yeah. And worst horrible time, honestly. You see, now I'm itching to go play Rossi's course again. I feel like <laughs> I need to redeem myself. Mm -hmm. We'll have to get back out there sometime soon. Maybe next week. Sometime soon. That yeah. sounds yeah. good to me. Absolutely. But uh, <laughs> um, I will say this, though. It was, um, and this kind of surprised me. No one had a hole in one this, this time around. Puzzling. You even really the, think that. Even like the fun ones where it's like there's the right. waterfall that goes down. I struggled on that one. Um, yeah, no, well, those multiple crazy. ones where if you get into one hole, it can kind of bring you right down to the hole itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like those are the easier ones to try to get a hole one on. Some are a little harder, but those are the Rossi's is a fun course, but it's not a forgiving course because no. even if you manage to yes. sink it into holes where it you know does something funky, and I experienced this on I think it was hole one, believe it or not. The ball goes down the ramp very slowly and just pops yep. on out. Yep. It doesn't keep rolling, yep. which is very frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And, and again, it's it, like you said, the perfect word is it's unforgiving just because, yeah. you know, you're not getting any bounces. And speaking about those unlucky bounces, it was you something had, I, I think Jeff had the worst bounce. She had just did. your mulligan, like we just talked about. Yeah. yeah. He had one that went to the water, and then like the next hit, you hit it into the water. Yeah, because like it went up it. the hill, it bounced around and came back down the hill. 
and if I'm, in the water. And if I'm being quite honest, Jeff, I mean, you had a five-stroke lead after the front nine. So this I was did. your game to win. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you got to the second hole in the back nine, we had to use your mulligan. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the opportunity to come back yep. on Jeff yeah. because then his lead gets cut in half. But then Jeffy just kind of carried on to the end, mm-hmm. and he got that uh, again. I think like at that point, I, it was pretty I, much your guys' game anyway. So <laughs> I was Wait, too far behind. Mean? Yeah, Remember, you were killing us the entire time. I started out well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the uh, first again, two holes. We, we, <laughs> you know how it, with coronavirus, there's no spring training for baseball anymore. It's summer yeah. training. That was our yeah. summer training game. We'll, yeah. we'll get another game, and and hopefully mm-hmm. we won't be as rusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that game doesn't good, count man. then. So Jeff really didn't win. Exactly. Yeah. It's like preseason stats in football. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Me, everyone cares about preseason stats in football. Same thing with mini golf. Oh, man. Maybe if you're a guy battling to gain a position, maybe. Yeah. All right, that's fair. But it was a very fun time regardless. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a li- my thing is it was a little hot at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, hot, it was a hot some, holiday. Yeah, yeah, there was some shaded courses, but some Definitely of them not just enough. right directly um, into the and the heat so did play a factor. I, I was very toasty. Yeah, same. By yeah. the end, I was just kind of drained from working for like how oh, long I was working and then being out in the sun. Well, I was exhausted too because I just happened to have played Jeff in a game of home run derby where yeah, I gave yeah. him an extra innings. Now, mind you, we played again this afternoon and he did win, but we had an absolute scorcher of a, a 12 to an 11 oh, victory yeah. just prior to playing mini golf. So it was an exhausting day. And it went to extra innings. It sure did. Yeah, fifth inning yeah. walk off, unbelievable. Yeah, that that was that was a fun time there. We're doing this MLB the show. We're doing this. No, we're doing. We it actually in my played cul-de-sac. in real life in his cul de sac. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was fun. It, it, it's it, it's a it's a perfect change story. venue. Change of venue. Yeah, it's we might really have to switch up venues. Yeah, I, I think we should because again, yeah, we, we I got feel like someone has a little bit of home court advantage there. Yeah, and I would love to use something other than a a short stick. I'd like to actually use like an aluminum bat. Can you imagine that? That'd be unbelievable. The funny Ooh. thing is, we actually have some wooden bats. We've gone out there a couple times to use a couple of wooden bats to just try to see how far. All right, so really, boys, I think the next time we play some homer derby is at Wimmer's place and hit them towards his house. That way, we can go yeah. into the pool. And not only that, Jeff. Then we can have two fielders so that you're not running around like crazy. That's or a very we can good even point. have a pitcher. So you have a pitcher and a fielder, but we'll have to see what happens later on. Yeah, We would have to be a little careful with that because I don't trust some of our yeah. line drive-esque hits. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to use a baseball. I'd still rather use a tennis ball. That oh, would be for my sure. preference. But regardless, still, regardless it, sting. it would sting a lot. Oh, yes, that it would. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it was a fun, yeah. it was a fun game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, I always thought, like, for some, I guess maybe because I'm older now, but when I was younger, I feel like whenever you played mini golf, it was longer than when we were playing it the other day. I was like, wow, this game really went um, quick. Like, halfway through, I was like, oh, wait, we're already well, back, nine? back nine was very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Also, let's be honest, I'm sure we're better now than we were back then as a kid, because as a kid, it's like 10, 15 hits. Yep. Um, now it's like, Sure, Five. and there's <laughs> also that chance where if you're with your parents, they may have given you a stroke or two. Right. To make you yeah. kind of feel better about yourself. Kind That's of true. I, and, like, you know, I'm glad that we're above that because if I if I were to be given a few strokes and win, it wouldn't feel like a real victory. Yeah, I exactly. want to earn that win. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, fun, and afterwards, we, we ended up going to, uh, to Whitmer's house there and swimming around and do the pool was perfect that day. Yeah. It, it yeah. was perfect temp and everything. And we, we even had uh, more competition as we played a little version of uh, baseball, but in the pool, with, but shooting hoops, basketball. which is pretty fun. Basketball. basketball. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Pool baseball. H- hence, hence, the, hence the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's where the game came but, uh, from. Yeah, yep. inspired by us. And Clearly. then, um, oh, absolutely. And then uh, Matt did come out on top. He smoked yes. us. We had to make He's, a rule. He just, uh, whenever we've played it, like me and my brother, me and my brother, dad, whatever, We've never done small ball like that, but he perfected it. And he didn't oh just do God. that. He hit a couple home runs. I think the only yeah, thing he, he might have not hit slam. was a triple. I don't know. That's the only that. thing he didn't do was a triple. It was beginner's yeah. luck. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. You had the magic no, touch. That's the one thing with that game. If you had the magic touch, you're good. Yeah. If you yeah, don't, exactly. like I did, you just I'll, kind I'll of struggle. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it this way, though. Matt kept hitting single after single after single. We had to make oh, a new man. rule. Where the most amount of runs you get get in the inning off of singles is three because Matt was hitting that many singles in an inning with the bases hey, loaded. That is, 
when you have a good player, sometimes you have to alter the rules oh, accordingly. I understand yeah. it. No big deal. I, I got I'm, I'm going to have to look into the uh, in, into into the league about steroid using because contact cause the commissioner just... and get All back right. to me. Sure, well, that, but then again, who's yeah, the commissioner? He wasn't hitting home run after home run here. He yeah. was doing small ball. That's what I'm hey. saying. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you never do. You never know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I was going to say, so, because uh, something else that we usually do here, Matt, whenever we're podcasting for the roundtable here is we kind of, you know, catch up with everyone, mm-hmm. uh, like with what each of us are doing. Obviously, we talked about our mini golf game and everything and, and uh, swimming. It was and, a holiday weekend. It was a holiday weekend. So, um, what do you guys do for the rest of the weekend? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great f- question yeah. there. Uh, so, Matt, go ahead different now because of the whole coronavirus issues so some parties might have been cut but uh did he do anything fun or anything during the oh, i mean listen it was it was it's interesting because you know it, it, i guess it only happens every six years where july 4th falls on a weekend so yeah the fact we ever enjoyed on a saturday was really nice and then the following sunday was really low-key i just tried to spend some time with my family um you know get outside as much as i could you know, obviously with coronavirus times are pretty slow so mm-hmm. for the most part i was just kind of basking in the glory of the uh, of the holiday weekend there you go yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, really, uh, I think, let's see here. Uh, after, you know, I get done hanging out with you guys on Saturday, uh, I just hung out with my family here and, you know, cooked some dinner up. And then we just, both Saturday and Sunday, we just played, uh, Saturday it was, we played a card game that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sunday we played uh, some board games uh, throughout the day. And that was a lot of fun too. And uh, my mom had off uh, on the weekend, which is nice because sometimes she works uh, on the weekends as well. So the fact that she had off, which is really mm-hmm. nice, she had a, a nice three-day weekend. So, mm-hmm. so that was good there. But it was just low-key, nice and chill, and uh, played some games. It was fun. Yeah, I think that's just going to be a th- the theme for this one. I also, <laughs> I, other than working, because I worked all weekend, that's kind of what I did. I just kind of relax, kind of just spend it with family. Even mm-hmm. after we got done hanging out uh, Saturday, we played uh, some card games and everything, got back. Um and it was just a fun game. We were drinking. We we're just kind of having fun. Naturally. Uh, Sunday, I didn't really do much. Just kind of yeah. took it easy. Um, and then it got kind of annoyed because there's always this debate because obviously 4th of July, it's a fireworks kind of thing. But what are your yeah. guys' takes on like home, like if your neighbor or someone like that was just firing off fireworks? Uh, so my stance is this. I mean, and, and this has been a popular topic, especially in our area since we're yeah. in the Philadelphia suburbs. But a lot of my friends that live in Philadelphia say that mm-hmm. fireworks have been going off on a daily basis for the past month, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to poo-poo fireworks. No. I think they're a cool thing on a holiday like July 4th. But if you are yeah. doing it on a daily, daily basis, consistent basis, yeah. then you're just being a jerk because people – especially older people, children who might need to go to sleep earlier or animals that will freak out like Whitmer. I don't know. I'm assuming your dogs. Yeah. When we were playing, we were playing board games outside and some, one of my neighbors were just firing off fireworks for a couple minutes and my dogs were just freaking out. They were scared. They were barking at it. At one point, my mom goes, screw it. Just let them bark. Yeah. (laughs) They're being annoying with their fireworks. If they want to complain about it, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Let's keep barking. (laughs) So yeah, I, I, I like them. I think they're a cool spectacle, but yeah, just yeah. a couple times a year, not sure. every single day of the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like obviously yeah, this time of year makes it. sense. Memorial Day, Labor Day kind of thing during the summers. Those are kind of the Fourth days. Fourth of July, right. it. Yeah. But like when it's in the middle of like three weeks into July and you're firing them off in the middle of the night, like even some of them were and you're just being a like, jerk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Someone was firing them off at like midnight here. Like really? Yeah, no. Like I, I even saw someone tweeted this out. They're like, "It is nine o'clock in the morning. There's no need for you to shoot off fireworks." I'm like, "Okay, mm-hmm. who in the in the right mind is even doing that?" Yeah, that's just inconsiderate, though. But so again, my my, my stance is again. So as as a kid growing up, everything I love fireworks. You know, I think they're fun. Everything. Unfortunately, you know, due to my concussions or anything, one of my post concussion uh, syndrome symptoms and everything is. My eyes are extremely sensitive to the light, so I actually can't watch fireworks anymore. It, it, it bugs my eyes too much, and even the sound gets to me a little bit, de- depending on. Like, I was just the, I was just about to ask that. How is that with the sound and everything? It, uh, sound it, it depends on the some fireworks. Like sometimes, most of the time, I'm okay with, but there are sometimes where it, even even for me it comes too loud. But uh, I, I, the the thing that sucks for me is because again, I I can't even I literally can't even watch them anymore because it, it messes with my eyes too much. So so like. 
personally now in the last couple of years with like concussion issues and everything, I can't stand fireworks because of that. But yeah. if I didn't have any of those, I, I would issues or anything like that. I, I would love fireworks still, but yeah. unfortunately I can't, I can't even enjoy them anymore. So, so uh, it, it just, every time it's dry floor and especially now, cause I got my blackout curtains, which is really nice. I literally just, once it's like dark out, I shut my blinds and just kind of chill inside. So, yeah. yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way. Like if you're going out somewhere like, uh, like in Philly or somewhere like that, there's like those big firework displays and like that. Those are cool. I like those. Yeah. Um, but obviously this year it's a little different just because of gathering right. those kind of would promote kind of people gathering to watch them. But it's one of those things where like if your neighbor, someone else just kind of shooting off random ones, I don't really like even here. Um, there's like the community day that happens like a week after the 4th yep. of July sure. that we always have. And they always fire off uh, fireworks here. I don't I'm know, assuming community day isn't like, happening this year, right? No, it would have already happened if I'm not mistaken. It would have been the next weekend. It would have been the weekend coming up. Oh, okay. I, I thought no, it was going to happen, but no, you're happening. right. Yeah. But yeah. because we're so, my neighborhood's like really close to where those fireworks go off because it's always at like LA field, like those fields right next to Lineville Middle. Right. Um, mm. That we could have pretty good view of it. We got a little obstruction because of the trees, but we usually mm. have like neighbors so over and everything just to kind of party kind of thing, just to watch them. And those are always yeah. fun to do and everything, but. It's just kind of those things where it's just a neighbor just firing off kind of cheap ones that are just kind of loud. Yeah. It's just yeah. annoying. Yeah. Well, at, in, if you can do it at like a considerate time, like maybe like eight or nine o'clock, I'm fine with it. But if it's any later yeah. or like it, even like, earlier, it's like, yeah. why? Yeah. It's just obnoxious at that point. Yeah. That's kind of bad. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, definitely, so, Jeff, yeah. you, were, you were telling us uh, pre show uh, if we're going to change yes. our change our uh, attention to pop culture that there might be some news in the star wars field about yeah. uh what they're thinking of doing with that trilogy the most recent yeah, no, trilogy, i should say yes absolutely matt so uh one of the recent topics was uh for the new the latest star wars movies episodes seven eight and nine uh there have been talks recently about what i, I don't know if they're legitimate or not but there have been rumors that they are considering, or, or, or again, probably just rumors, they could be considering redoing episodes seven, eight, and nine just because of, I'm assuming, one, the story just went haywired. It, mm -hmm. by, by the time the, it was a quarter, if not even halfway there, the, the episode eight, the whole story just from episode seven basically went out the window. Then mm -hmm. episode nine basically had to fix everything episode eight did so it's it's it was a complete crapshoot yeah. but i I'll, I'll put it this way I, one reason i could see them redoing it is because think about how much more money they could make off of this because sure, yeah. again you know your star wars fans and, and and you know a lot of people are you know and and you hear oh, okay like let's let's just say if they redo episode seven or or, or or at least you know keep us episode seven that's fine if you at least redo episodes eight and nine let's say episode eight comes out first um you know you're gonna get people excited and you're, you're gonna go oh well i'm sure it's gonna be much better than the, the last episode eight episode eight so i'm gonna go see in the theaters and you know i'm gonna pay my money to see what this is like think about all the new merchandising for uh for kids and everything and all the legos all the all these toys uh, the movie rates and everything. There's going to be a lot of money at stake mm -hmm. here. The other thing I was thinking about is would they keep the same cast? Would they recast? What would they do? So that so if they recast, they would have to restart 7, 8, and 9. Yeah. yeah if so, they keep the also, same cast, just Full disclosure, I haven't actually seen episode 9 yet. I've seen mm -hmm. 8 and 7, but not 9. That's the only one I haven't seen. But yeah, we won't we won't spoil anything if you have a, yeah, a burning yeah, yeah. desire to you know eventually see. So yeah, so the yeah, way yeah. I see it, um, there's no way this is going to happen. You, you because I don't know how you can unring a bell that spanned six to seven years of yeah. uh, a period of time for a lot of Star Wars fans. And you also and, have well known act uh, directors and people write those yeah. ones too. Yeah, you had J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and then J.J. Abrams again, which are, they're, they're talented and they produce a lot of good things. Star Wars has a fan base that is impossible to please. Yeah. Because really episode seven, I thought was fine. But the yeah. reason why it was fine is because it was kind of a beat for beat reshoot of what episode four was. Yeah. Episode eight took a lot of 
bold, risky chances Risks. that just didn't really sit well with a big portion of the fan base, and it just didn't work. And then once Disney realized that it made a lot of fans upset, they understood, okay, we have to try to find a way to make Episode Nine as safe as possible. They recasted the same director who did Episode Seven, and it was just course correction for that entire movie of yeah. Episode Nine. And Whitmer, we won't spoil anything, yeah. but there really wasn't any vision for Episode Nine. They just no. didn't want to make people angry. And when you don't want to make people angry, you're not focusing on the most important part, which is making a good, compelling movie and story. Yeah. Uh, that's not the first time either that the Star Wars fans have felt that way. No. Yeah. Because even the yeah. ones from like the 90s, 2000s, those sure. ones, like the first Star Wars fans, three, they're, 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 all, they're so hard to please to begin with. Because oh, yeah. in their minds, they have kind of their thinking of how this story should go. And like, listen, Star Wars. I mean, they have they have a lot of things that are still going for them. I know the movies yeah. weren't as critically well received mm -hmm. as they wanted to, but they still made a ton of money. Yeah. The Mandalorian on Disney Plus is a very good property. I mm -hmm. know that they have a lot of good animated shows, and they have plenty of other things in the works. Star Wars they have is Kenobi be coming okay. out. Yeah, you have Kenobi that was rumored, and I know I think it was approved, but with coronavirus times, we have no idea when that's going to hit production. Yeah. So as as much as I wish that the second trilogy was maybe more well-received, mm -hmm. I, I don't think you can just redo it because it happened, move on, take it in another direction than the Skywalker saga, and, but give it a little bit of breathing room because we don't yeah. just want Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Yeah. Something is great because it's not just mm -hmm. punching you in the face every single Christmas. Right. Yeah, and that's another thing you mentioned is that literally every year – a new star or almost it felt like every six months a new star wars movie came out mm -hmm. like i again it was kind of nice but at the same time it's like it's almost a little much it's like i love star wars but at the same time it's what has there a, been there's been five star wars movies in the yeah, past there was, years yeah, since there was, 2015 mm -hmm. right because there's force awakens 2015 rogue one was 2016 mm -hmm. 2017 uh, was last jedi 2018 was solo and then 2019 was uh um, Rise of Skywalker. Not, yeah. That's and I didn't see Solo. Um, I hear it's. I, I like the cast okay. of, and that's in that one. Woody yeah, Harrelson. I like yeah, Donald so, Glover, Woody Donald Harrelson, Glover, and yeah. Clark. I'll put it this way Donald Glover, he was perfect mm -hmm. as Lando Calrissian. He was absolutely perfect. I'm not surprised I, by that. I, I went in with relatively low expectations because, again, mm -hmm. I heard it wasn't going to do well. Again, I think it helped that I went in with low expectations because it actually wasn't that bad of a movie. I thought it was yeah. better than what people were saying. It wasn't amazing. Do you but guys I think, think it that definitely... Star Wars fatigue is real? And this is a trick question. I want to first see what your response is and then I'll counter. So do you think Star Wars fatigue is a real thing right now? I think when you say Star Wars fatigue, yeah. like des describe what your definition is. When I say Star, Star Wars, Wars fatigue, fatigue, I'm saying, are you tired of all the Star Wars? Is it too much for you? Do you think they should take more of a break? I have it on two fronts because I'd say that with that and also Marvel. I think oh, well, that was my counter. I was going to say that if there's Star Wars fatigue, there's only been five be films, Marvel. there's been 23 yeah. Marvel films in the yeah, past 11 be, years. Yeah. But Marvel's still pumping out a lot of good quality movies. Yeah. But again, Star that, Wars that's just the isn't. biggest thing, though. That's the biggest thing is Marvel is actually producing these phenomenal movies when Star Wars, some are up here the others are like down here and it, it, it's too roller coasty I think, I think a big thing that marvel has going for it is that it wasn't already an established property you already had two yeah. stints of movies for star wars back in yeah, the 70s and 80s point. and the late 90s and early 2000s this is marvel just started mm -hmm. in 2008 with regards to their cinematic universe and yeah you know, there were other superhero movies but there star was wars, it really took off in 2008 yeah, you just yeah. Star Wars can't get over the fact that it has a really older population of fans from the 70s and 80s as a newer generation fans from the prequels, and now it's just trying to make everybody happy. Yeah. In, That's, uh, actually, in I will go back to Star Wars for a second, though, because one thing I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of 789, it just seemed like a bunch of, hey, look, look at all these people from the original. Yeah. They just brought back. Mm. Right. And, and the other thing about, um, again, and that's so true, Whitmer. It's just they're trying to please yeah. people. Yeah. The other thing I really had a big issue with with 7, 8, and 9 is they had these great characters, and they gave them the most boring storylines or just ruined their character, basically. I really didn't. I, like, I, I mean, the only character who I, who I genuinely thought was a good creation was Kylo Ren. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think that Rey 
was a was good early on, but then you know the backstory with her parents was so poorly handled in episode yeah. eight. And it I was. won't spoil anything. It, it there is more clarity in episode nine with regards mm-hmm. to Ray, but at that point you're just so upset at how they handled it the movie before that you didn't care. Mm-hmm. Also, a big one, General Snoke. Yeah, so I mean, we've that all was seen, one of the biggest letdowns. We've all seen episode eight at this point, and yeah. we know that the General Snoke was killed off halfway through the movie. Not even no. halfway throughout the movie, I don't think. I mean, yeah, I, I think it was close. I mean, at that point, yeah, Ray was brought it. into you know his chambers with Kylo Ren, and you know then eventually things started yeah, yeah, to yeah. get hairy. But I'll, I'll give Ryan Johnson this: like, it, it's refreshing that they decided to make a kill on that Palpatine s character. Yeah, but I. I, I wanted more of him. I, you know, I, right. I, I, I wanted more from General Snoke. Because again, you know, and he, it is General Snoke, right? You know, it might be like uh, Emperor Snoke, whatever it is. It's yeah. Supreme, Supreme, Supreme yeah, whatever even, stupid title the well, episode just, 8 and 7 yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, for, but regardless, because again, Andy Serkis, who voiced and did the animation for Snoke, he did a great job. And yeah, as always, awesome. he's one of the best actors in the world. And Really, though, they could have done wonders with that character. Same thing with Captain Phasma. They did absolute jack squat with both characters. They could have done more with everyone, really. Yeah, so, like, going back to it, Jeff. Because even, like, the villains, too, I think people in the Star Wars fandom look back to Darth Vader. They're like, oh, how is this either different or kind of similar in a way to what Darth was? But, but again, like, you, you have to create your own kind of thing Darth from Vader. what was in yeah. those originals. It just, it, it just felt so comparable to like this new trilogy just felt so similar to, you know, the original trilogy where your Ray is your Luke and your Kylo yep. Ren is your Darth Vader and your Snoke is your Emperor mm-hmm. Palpatine yeah. and your, um, uh, what the pilot I'm blanking on. Poe Dameron. Yeah. Poe Dameron is your Han Solo. It, and it's just, we don't care about these characters compared your to the BB-8 iconic ones R2 we had before. Yeah. Yeah. You had to have a cute droid in there and it just, it just didn't work. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, but and I was again, so excited. I was so yeah, excited. No, yeah, going no, absolutely. Like, like each, so you know, Force Awakens is very excited. So I, I will say this before we get you know talk about Star Wars and everything more. When George Lucas first t- sold Disney, I honestly, I think I even put this out on Facebook. I said I am not happy with the fact that George Lucas basically, you know, again he sold Disney or sold Star Wars to Disney, and I said right then and there. Disney's going to ruin Star Wars. They're going to change the outlook of Star Wars completely, and it's going to ruin it. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, they, they did. They did do some good things. I will give them that for sure. They did a lot of bad things. Yeah, I mean, the mouse has a lot of power with regards to Hollywood these yeah. days. I he's don't got, think he's got some money in his pockets. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they outright destroyed Star Wars, but no. they yeah. just they just didn't make it what it could have been. It, yeah, just exactly. it just didn't. It just didn't have a good. I think it, it. I think this would have helped too if they would have done it. Kind of just bring Marvel back into because Marvel went a long period of time before they ended their first like phase or whatever it was. Whatever. Yeah, phase one. Yep. But if you maybe you split it out when the Star Wars movie came out, maybe those would have been a little bit better just because you would have had more time to work on them. Kind yeah, of. and a big difference yeah, between maybe, Marvel and maybe Star would have been like yeah. a little bit better, but I don't know how much difference that would have really been. And yeah. the big difference between Marvels and Marvel and Star Wars is that with Marvel, you had different characters leading each movie leading up mm-hmm. to the Avengers. And you knew what the end game was going to be, no pun intended. And not only that, of course, you had different directors taking different stabs at these yeah. movies while Star Wars just wanted but to go right back to J.J. Abrams. It all seemed like the, the directors all almost understood the direction of each other director and was able to work oh, in a way with each other. I totally disagree. I, I, don't think, I don't think the directors had any cohesion. I think J.J. Well, right, Abrams but, wanted to do something and Ryan Johnson perhaps said, oh, said no, 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 I want to do this. Sorry. I, I, no, I misspoke. Talking I'm talking about Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, for, Kevin for Star Feige, Wars. Dude, for, for Star Wars, J.J. Abrams was, was here and Ryan Johnson was like in Mars. And listen, Ryan Johnson is great. Like he's done a lot of good episodes of Breaking Bad. He just did mm-hmm. Knives Out, which Knives was, out, awesome. was very good. Yeah. But it, it just didn't work for Star Wars. And I don't think it all falls on. I respect him for taking for episode eight. I, I'll give episode mm. eight this. They tried to do something different. That different just did not work. Yeah. For Again, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of risks that Ryan Johnson took. He almost took a, almost too many risks. 
honestly, with any Star Wars, I feel like you're going to take a risk if you're going to jump in there. Yeah. Like, it, I think at some point you're going to make somebody pissed off because it's not how they thought it was going to be. Bingo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And I'm no screenwriter. Like, I don't know what I wanted. Um, yeah. Like, because af- after episode seven, I mean, I remember seeing it. Jeff, I saw it with you. I, we yeah. saw it with Brian and, and Tommy, another friend of ours from high school yeah. at the time. And I was stoked heading into it. And yeah. walking out of the theater, I'm like, that was a really darn good movie. Yeah. But over the months and the years gone by, I'm like, well, it was the same movie that we've seen before in uh, New Hope. <laughs> Episode four, New Hope, right. Which, and like, I feel like Disney was kind of similar to what Jeff was saying, um, that Disney might ruin Star Wars. I think Disney knew that and they said, okay, let's do something that we know is going to sit well. But it just didn't really take many chances. Yeah. Right. So what are you going to do? Either way, you're going to... Disney was going to see money no matter what because oh, absolutely. Star Wars and not Marvel. Only, They're going to bring that, in a lot of people. The other thing was, I forgot to mention, look at the theme parks out in Disney. I think Disney's going to be just okay with all the Star Wars uh, money. That's they're coming. fine, yes. Oh, they're, and, they're, they're and, okay with it. And they're going to make more. Like, you know, yeah, I'm expecting I it. I don't know. I, 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 I think it's going to be really hard to sell to a general audience, something in the Star Wars cinematic universe, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. without yeah. the Skywalker family being the main focus. I, Jeff, you're about to say Old Republic. I'm assuming that's where you're going. Where you at? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think many people know what the Old Republic is. So you have to be able you, to... You'd be surprised. There are a lot of Star Wars fans out there. Star Wars fans, yes. For, but, but Disney cares about people, sure. not just yes. Star Wars fans. But, but again, but again... If hey, if they made like the old Republic and just older Star Wars movies, that's obviously not Star the uh, Skywalker saga. If they make it like the right movie and everything, Star Wars fans will pay to see that. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't think I, you I know. Just... I know one thousand percent. I will. I would pay for the old Republic movies. Listen, coronavirus is awful, but it, it, if it's giving us one thing, it's giving us a little bit of a breather to force Star Wars to not have the ability to make <laughs> something right now, so that we can get a and, little and, bit of a and break. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. And yeah. uh, again, like e- e- even if this wasn't going around, I would want to say like, like, look, I-, I need a break from all these movies coming out like every other six yeah. to eight months, basically. But if yeah. I'm, if I, I don't think I ever answered Matt's question, but if I will hit about being fatigued, I am kind of fatigued on kind of both of them, both Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. And with, I, after I, Endgame, I, I, I liked Endgame. I liked how they ended that, but like, I'm not really interested in there's just something about it. It's like, I'll see Guardians 3 or yeah. the next Spider-Man. But outside of that, I'm not that interested in the next kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And I'm a big Marvel fan, and I, and I get that because, you know. It's a lot I, of movies. I, I thought, you know, the, fina- the, the essential finale of that state that I, don't, I can't call it a phase because there's multiple. Of that era of Marvel yeah. was ended so perfectly. And the yeah. fact that, well, they made a lot of money, so they're going to keep making these movies. It's hard to have that same energy knowing that, okay, what's the next thing you're really building up to? I, I don't know if it's right. the inclusion of the Fantastic Four or the X-Men or something like that because Thanos was the he villain for 10 years. Yeah. And, yeah, and he did a phenomenal job. He's probably hands down one of the best villains in quite some time. He's probably one of the best movie villains of the 21st century. He's yeah. definitely one of the most iconic, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, For someone that tough. many people probably didn't know of beforehand, yeah. sure. Nope, no way. I mean, yeah. you know, I think you know, like, your, your Spider-Man villains, your Batman villains. I think Thanos was only something that a lot of hardcore fans knew, and now the entire world knows what yeah. he is. Uh, again, I, I didn't know much, if not anything, about Thanos when I first started getting into Marvel. I think and that's even what after helps I... Marvel, too. Help, what helped yeah. Marvel is that nobody really knew much about the Marvel universe. And the big one that you just said, uh, Whitmer, is the Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know anything about them. And I yeah. think that's what's cool. And, and they this... changed it because all the other yeah. they changed it completely. movies, especially DC, went, we're going to go dark. Like, yeah, think, which oh, was terrible. Batman, it's going to be that kind of way. But Guardians went a complete opposite. Like, yeah. we're going to have fun with this. We're going to be comedic kind of thing. It's going to be ridiculous, but it's going to be good. It's going to be yeah, and then bring in a great yeah. cast, too. Oh, and if God, I could tie normal. back just to Star Wars alone, nobody knew who Guardians of the Galaxy was. So that gave James Gunn, the director of mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, and Marvel the opportunity to do whatever the heck they wanted. Yeah. Star Wars doesn't have that luxury because yeah. everybody knows what Star Wars is, and they have to follow certain beats, and that, that confines them. Which is probably why DC took them, James Gunn. 
Yeah. Now he's doing the Suicide Squad, which will be – I'm excited, excited to see what that yeah. reboot's like. But James we'll Gunn's see. still doing Guardians 3. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Because there was because he had a little thing beforehand where it's like he might not be able to do it because but the right. whole cast everyone behind it was so supportive. Yeah, yeah. whatever he was able to do. Yeah, that's a controversy that I don't know much about, so I don't want to. I say don't want to go much. too much into that, but right. like but there was a chance there that he wasn't going to do be some on research that. if you're curious. Uh, our our lovely viewing or listening yes. audience. Yes, yes. <laughs> but and, and, and viewing, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but we'll see. But even that, because what they did was even the Spider Man's because you've got two incarnations of Spider-Man beforehand and all those was this kid gets bit by a radioactive spider and then that's how Spider-Man happens. But then when this one happened, once Tom Holland happened, he already had it. So it was already Which I like a lot. And I thought that was a perfect Very smart move. It -hmm. was because again, how many times we've seen the origin story of, oh, how Peter Parker got his powers. Oh, how many times we see Uncle Ben die. Oh, this and this and that. And then you already had two Green Goblins. The first one, William Defoe, was perfect. It was it was really good. He's a great actor. So. Oh, he's he's phenomenal. Um, and then let's see here, what else? But uh, you know, you, you just yeah. <laughs> oh, did he say there was going to be another Into the Universe? What did you oh, say? Um, Spider Verse. Yeah, Spider Verse. I think it's coming out in twenty. I want to say twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, and Matt, I, I think of all people, you're gonna get. Not necessarily if you say anything bad about Spider Verse, you have to leave the podcast because that's I, a I perfect movie. Seen it yet. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. Now you have to see. I, I, I've been, I've been meaning excellent. to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's, it's yeah, so, so, so freaking good. Right. How about this? At, at some point later tonight, I'll, I'll just watch. It's like it a top it. three animated movie for me. I think Holy it's so smokes. brilliant. And like the first wow. thing is when I first saw it after my first viewing, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. I I enjoyed it. And then I watched it again, and it just absolutely knocked my socks off. Yeah. No, again, it's I'll definitely have to uh, watch it because I've heard nothing but great, great reviews about it. I'm sure it's phenomenal. I just, for whatever reason, just get on it, Jeff. It. Jeff, you have to watch it tonight now, and you need All to have right, a, a review on it the next time we podcast. Oh okay. yeah. There you okay, go. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> That's your next review. Yeah, exactly. That's our unofficial official critique. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, love it. So what else we got, gentlemen? <sighs> Uh, let's see here. Kind of covered some of the uh, the main topics we wanted to discuss. Time's flying by. Forty five minutes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You guys got yeah. a good thing going with uh, keeping the entertaining talk. Yeah, and we yeah, we, we tried. We tried but, to. Uh, it's yeah. still working yeah. progress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I'm trying to think of is, oh God, I we can always go to work at old sports. Yeah, sure. You want to it's talk sports? Says, yeah, we that could be a talk. good concluding point. What, I mean, what hey, about? we. Well, we're all, as we know, we're all hockey guys, so we can talk some hockey. What's the mm-hmm. update with regards to where hockey stands? I feel like out of the three active I was actually quote, sports. Because Mitch and I were actually talking about this. I think, and we were just both, and I think we we're both in agreement here. I think out of all the sports that are kind of come back or start up, I think they're doing it the best. Yeah. What, hockey? Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're, they're doing a cities, phenomenal but job. I don't like the 2014 playoffs, but that I don't two like. hub cities, not just one. So you can at least. When is it scheduled to team. start the new season? Uh, so just, it, I think it's, it's going to be August 1st, is going yeah. to be when they're actually playing again, which is crazy because wow. that's not even a month away now. Uh, it's like July 13th, maybe 14th, somewhere around there. Teams are reporting to training camp and then. At some point between that time and obviously the playing games, they report to Toronto and Edmonton where the hub cities are are going to be. And there is this part where it is um, just announced, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, NHL rosters will be at a max of 31 for the hub city. Each team can bring a max of 52 personnel, including the 31 players, three coaches, two trainers, a physician, and my personal favorite, a social media individual. Mm, interesting. Well, yeah, if the Flyers know. are looking for any social media people, I'd be happy to tweet for them. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, I think they got that covered, Matt. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, the Flyers do a good job with their social team. They yeah, they're yeah. great. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it, it's going to be a very interesting yeah. time. Because, again, our back's going to be hard. But Yeah. Because um, one thing Mike and I were talking about was, no matter who you are, no matter what round you start in, whether it's the the round robin best of five series playing round to get to round one, mm-hmm. or if you're starting round one, 
your goalie is going to struggle no matter who it is. I could be dead wrong, but I'm sure there's going to be some there's rust. rust. Yeah. There's going to be so rust I'm sure around. there's going to be five, six goals let in by a goalie in game one. It's a break, it's my... a break toss-up. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to go far. Yeah. It's a long way off. It's essentially – Also, the most important aspect, though – was the NHL draft lottery was held on June 24th, if not, not mistaken. And, of course, with the way 2020 is going, the way that the, the whoever is the number one pick is going to be Team E from the play-in team. So, basically, the way it got broken down was, and I can bring up the – the draft order. So here's the draft order uh, from starting at eight all the way to one. The mm-hmm. eighth overall pick belongs to the Buffalo Sabres. The seventh overall pick belongs to the New Jersey Devils. The sixth overall pick belongs to the Anaheim Ducks. The fifth overall pick between belongs to the Ottawa Senators, which was the uh, San Jose Sharks pick because they got, they got that first round pick in the Eric Carlson trade. The fourth overall pick, but unfortunately, it belongs to the Detroit Red Wings. They got screwed. They yeah, had the best right. chance at 18.25% of getting the first overall pick, and they ended up being fourth. So they're still going to get someone very good, but they're not going to get Alexis Lafreniere, uh, who is the projected first overall pick. Uh, number three is Ottawa again. That's their own personal pick. Number two is the LA Kings. They jumped up a couple spots. And again, number one, the qualifying playoff team, which turns out to be Team E. So that means one of the qualifying teams who is in the 2014 playoff, if they lose the best of five series, they will, whoever team E turns out to be, and it, it's, uh, I think it's, I can't remember how they described it, but it's going to be opposite order of like point percentage. So after all the qualifying teams lose, um, whoever team E is, will be the first overall – we'll get the first overall pick in the 2020 NHL draft. It's going to be absolutely bizarre, but um, I know a lot of people are very unhappy with the way this turned out. I think a good solution would have been wait until the play-in, the, the qualifying round happened, and then do the lottery draft. I think that yeah. would have been a preferable way to do it. Um, so teams like uh, – I, I can't remember who was all up for grabs. But I want to say it was like the Minnesota Wild, um, the Pittsburgh Penguins might have a chance. I think the the New York Rangers have two chances technically because they have the Carolina Hurricanes first round pick, uh, Nashville Predators, um, all all like, these sorts of teams have like the, the Chicago Blackhawks. I think have a chance. The conspiracy they, theory is that it's going to go to Montreal because Lafreniere is French Canadian. Yep. Yes. That Montreal Canadians like they're French Canadians. Yes, and he's yeah he's from Quebec so. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be very interesting, but rather very cool to play for your hometown team, you know. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but as for the Flyers' sake, they are going to do that uh, the round robin thing and and to determine which uh, which seed one through four that they're at. So the good news is there's nowhere to go but up with the Flyers. They're ranked number four right now. Right. Realistically, um, this is. I think it's either going to be. I don't think they get third. I think it's either first, second, or fourth. It's going to be really hard to get a third. Yeah, it's it's yeah, <laughs> it's going to be confusing. But um, so well, the that's, the, that's is, the nature of sports. It's confusing in twenty twenty. But I will say this actually as a good little sidebar because uh, I'm curious on Matt's thought on this. Yeah, I was just thinking of drafts. Do you prefer the lottery draft like the NBA, NHL, or NFL is where it's the worst team gets and it goes that way for the order. Honestly, it's tough because you don't want teams intentionally losing, but when you see a team like the Detroit Red Wings get cheated out of what they should get, it it stinks. So I think the nature of a lottery keeps things interesting and and I get why the NHL and NBA does it, but I think that the NFL does it the best way where, you know, it's just based off how you do the season before. Mm -hmm. Let's not get cute here. Let's not just, ultimately try to prevent a certain thing from happening it's of my belief that it should just be straightforward if you're losing if you're losing on purpose it's not a good look but whatever as long as it gets you to the spot where you're supposed to be yeah i don't I really like the, the sixers from beforehand too because yeah their I mean, whole you know, thing was they were losing just to try to get the first overall pick never really worked out that well but yeah i mean you know you could 
that's obviously a controversial topic if the process was a success or not, but yeah. ultimately they should have been getting those top picks anyway. So it's, it's a weird situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of almost 50, 50 on it. I love the, the draft lottery because you can see, because again, in years past, again, for example, the 2017 annual draft lottery, you saw the flyers jump 13, if not even 12 spots to go from like 15 all the way to two. Um, to end up drafting Nolan Patrick, and that was a that was a huge moment because again, and that's why I love the draft lottery is a team that they have some of the lowest odds, like a 0.2 percent chance they move into the top three. Picks. Yeah, but is that fair? I mean, like, I, it just it doesn't sit as it well. With me. Yeah, it doesn't sit right. Yeah, yeah like a... if I'm if I'm a Flyers fan, right, and you know I. I'm dead last in the league, and, and I get the fourth overall pick. I'm going to be pretty yeah. upset because yeah. oh, that no, season, sure. which was terrible, led to just a mediocre pick and when all things are considered. I yeah. think you could make that argument to the last last draft lottery because what it was New Jersey or – Chicago. New Jersey, Rangers, and Chicago. Yeah, and, and uh, Rangers and Chicago both jumped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chicago also jumped up from a 10-plus pick to yeah. three. And those so, are bigger cities that you would think, okay. Right. It makes yeah. it kind of feel kind of different about those. Controversial, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, but, you know. See, my so thing is, I think, I like the draft lottery. I like that system. But I, in a season like this, where you're kind of halfway through and it kind of ends, I kind of prefer the NFL model of maybe the worst team and go from there. Yeah. And then whatever happens – after that, the playoffs and everything just go from there. Just because the likelihood of people, obviously there's going to be those teams here and there that are going to try to lose to get to the best part. But every yeah. once in a while you get a Dolphins that do that and then the uh, Tua uh, hurts himself and then they stop. <laughs> yeah. Like it, after a while, just it can't, you kind of do it just because you think, oh, there's this great person that's going to be first or all. If we do this, it's going to change the whole team forever. Right. Yeah. It's certainly it's certainly a tough one. There, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. It, my final thoughts on, on the draft. Again, I love the draft lottery, but at the same time, I definitely feel like again, I'm for the draft lottery, and I'm I'm, I'm also against it. I'm for um, you know where you finish in the standings is where you pick kind of thing, and I'm also against it. Again, the main thing I'm against it is again if you're having a terrible season or if there's that no. Again, perfect example, uh, 2015, there was the Buffalo Sabres. They were absolutely tanking. Why? Connor McDavid. He's the best in the game right now. He's going to be the best for many years to come and one of the best probably of all time, honestly, at the rate he's going. And they started tanking and tanking and tanking. And guess what? They didn't end up getting him. So I'm glad they didn't get him. They didn't deserve to get him because they kept tanking. Now, I don't know if Edmonton was doing the same thing, but you get the point. I mean, Emmett right. was always first overall for years too. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's also why they had to reamp the uh, the NHL draft lottery because Edmonton kept getting number one pick after number one pick. I honestly would have said they would have had to lose the same thing if New Jersey ended up with the first overall pick this year, just because again they've already had two number one overall picks in the last three years, mm-hmm. maybe four, three yeah. three years, three years. Yeah. That's so, very true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's all I really got today. Yeah, yeah, no, fellas. it's a short and sweet podcast. Uh, yeah, no, thank you again sweet. for having me yeah, on. Of course, yeah, anytime. absolutely, man. Uh, great to have you on, buddy. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll we'll definitely uh, for our next hockey podcast, we'll have to you have, have to you, get on. you on. Yeah. That sounds awesome, fellas. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. And with that, yeah. we'll see you next week. Yeah.